0: Hello! Welcome to the Disclaimer! This is the part where I tell you that we are a spoiler-heavy podcast. We will be talking about Wheel of Time. We will be doing it soon after the episodes drop. We will be talking about things from the books. We will be ruining things if you don't want them ruined. So, uh, maybe watch a few more episodes and then come back to us. Uh, Also, just to note, we also are adults here. We speak about things. We're vulgar. It's just the way things are. That's how the wheel weaved it. And uh, on that note, that's the end of the disclaimer. So, hope you enjoy our podcast. Welcome back to Cloudy with a Chance of Ranting, presenting The Wheel of Time. I am Inazuka. I'm here with my beautiful wife, Kika. Hi. Hello, Hello. yes. Uh, we are doing episode five today Blood Calls Blood. Uh, very excited. This was, I really enjoyed this episode. Um, it was very sad. It was emotional. Mm. It was, oh my god, it was horrific. <laughs>
1: um heartbreaking.
0: Oh my my heart is still like sore from the amount of pain. Mm. Um mm. so uh let's get right into it. Uh we started off the episode with the aftermath of the battle uh against the dragon the false dragon uh Logain mm. and we are we're basically at the burial site for everybody that died there. Um,
1: and we see um, the water guy, I forget his name. Steppen. Steppen carrying his eyes to die to her final resting place, which was very heartbreaking because you can just see he's just a bit of a shell of a man, that guy. He, he's broken, yeah. yeah. It's, it's,
0: it's, um, it's, it's not pleasant. Mm. Um, I also noticed uh, Lan uh, laid to rest the king of Gaelden.
1: Mm. mm. Um. Was that, could that have a um, kind of, um, meaning to that? Yes. Oh, you want to explain?
0: Uh, yeah, uh, Lan is a king.
1: Oh, what? Yep. That's what? It. That, what? What? Hang uh, on. <laughs> Lan
0: is a king, that's all I'm going to say. Um. Oh. I can
1: be his queen. I mean, he's quite.
0: <laughs> that position is taken. <laughs>
1: Apparently.
0: Um, so that would have been the reason behind him laying the King of Galden to rest.
1: Oh, right, okay, that's really cool. That's a little, little snippet a little there. Little
0: snippy
1: snip Yeah, that's a bit of a spoiler there, but hey.
0: Well, it, not really. I, I mean, like at, at this point, he. Look, yes, it hasn't happened in the TV series, but I mean, it was, it was pretty well documented in the books that. Yeah, but this so... dude's pretty amazing. <laughs>
1: But some people here have not read the book, so... Mm. Like
0: me! Oh sorry, he's a king, you can be a queen. Everyone's awesome. Everyone's happy. Everyone's awesome. Um. um
1: so, anyway, um, so he's laying... What's her face down? Uh, Corrine. Kareem. Down, and you can just see him just... Oh my... He's just a... Sh- broken, yeah, broken man. So. He's just like... he's He adores this person so much, and part of him is gone, and... So he pretty much, you know, lays her down to rest and takes her ring off her finger. Yeah. And I reckon he removed the jewel because it wasn't when... Uh,
0: yeah, I didn't see the jewel afterwards either. No, so... maybe so. It, it was buried with her or mm, mm. something like that. Um,
1: and then he had trouble, like, putting a cloth over her face and then Lan was just like, I'm here for you, bud, you know.
0: Yeah, the old touch on the shoulder, you know.
1: Yeah, so that was very sad, and then it went to a month later when they no were coming back to Tarvalon. Yeah,
0: well, then we—that was basically the end. Then we had our um the uh,
1: intro, intro,
0: yeah. But uh, the, there was the, the you you did ask if there was any reasoning behind the way they placed the bodies.
1: Yes. Oh, yeah, I did. Um, it was in a circle, so I'm thinking it's in like wheel. It
0: almost looked like the spokes of a wheel, didn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, it did. But also, um. Moraine, I think it was Moraine, said, uh, May the last embrace of the mother welcome you home. Which is, again, uh, another shout out from the books. Uh, oh, okay. It's. well, it's a, <coughs> The mother is the land. Yeah. So the last embrace of the mother is when they bury them.
1: Oh, right. Okay. That makes sense. And then she, she, they become part of the. Well, earth. it's
0: just the, the, the wheel. Continues to turn, turn, and uh, yeah, that's that's just one of the things. Um, yeah, so then we, we have our fantastic opening credits again.
1: Mm, I still love it, I still love the whole thread thing and the weave and the you know, the thing that weaves a rug together the loom, loom that's the word,
0: yeah. Um, yeah, like I, I, I watching it again and again and again and again. Does it feel um, bis- there's su- one moment that really I really enjoy, and it's when the blue threads kind of come over in a wave and then bounce mm. over the land to cremate the sea. I I really like that.
1: Can I ask you something?
0: Mm.
1: Does it feel surreal now that you're watching the series after reading the books?
0: Yeah, hundred percent.
1: Yeah. Do you feel like it's just like all a bit of a dream?
0: No, not really. It's um, it is. It's it's so different. It's um. I'm not sure what's going to happen next which is kind of great and I'm getting inclinations as to what they're going for mm. and I think I think in the books there's a lot of like they 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 move around a hell of a lot uh, I feel like they tried to make the path a bit more linear so instead of going like all the way to the top of the continent and then back to the east and uh, back to the west and then back down in the middle and then back to the top again and mm-hmm. all over the place I think they might just go in straight lines. Like, yeah. you know, straight up. So, you know, from point A to... so point A being Two Rivers. Yeah. Point B being Tarvalon. Yeah. Point C being... Spoiler, Another place. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah, yeah. if they do this thing, um, I'm really excited. But I don't know if they will. But I was... I, I'm now leaning more into the case of, of this... Um, of this arc happening because of some casting news that was announced today for Season 2. Oh,
1: okay. And
0: they told me what characters these people would be playing. And these characters are from a certain location to do a certain thing, and they also go from there. And they become right. players in their own right.
1: Right. Let's not do spoilers just yet. Well, no,
0: just a... It was a casting thing.
1: Yeah, I know, but we can talk about it later. Yeah.
0: So, one month later...
1: Um, So, Moraine and Landon just pretty much having a...
0: Yeah, is it it the Aes Sedai first that we see?
1: Yes, the Aes Sedai, and then they see see the White Tower.
0: Yeah, and have a little conversation about coming home.
1: Yeah, I I found it very interesting that Moraine doesn't see Tarvalon as home.
0: Yeah, they've been out doing stuff for a long time.
1: Yeah, well, I I think it's kind of cool that she doesn't... See it as home, though. You know what I mean? Like she's all, she doesn't get homesick, and she's always, you know, she's yeah, like some comfortable sisters, wherever she's got. Some sisters she goes.
0: never leave the tower.
1: Yeah, whereas so, she's a world traveler.
0: Yeah, very much so.
1: So, and I like the whole interaction with her and Land, and just having a bit yeah, of chat.
0: Yeah, you know, the saddle is my home. This brooding man by my side. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Lan's just like, oh, and
0: he's like I'm not brooding, thinking deeply. Exactly,
1: exactly. And it's just just so nice, I guess, just having seen that interaction between them. Yeah. Despite all the awfulness that happened, like in the previous episode and stuff like that.
0: It was a bit of a fresh uh, breath of fresh air. Yeah. Just before they, like, literally in the same breath, they go straight into, you know, Maureen starts going, all right, well, what about Niney?
1: Yeah, yeah. And Lance is like, what about Nineeve? And she's like, well,
0: you've been hanging with her this whole time, so like, you know, give me the news. What's happening? You know. You're... And he
1: goes, he's just like, there's no news.
0: Nah, no, she don't talk to me.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is like, whatever. Yeah,
0: yeah, totally brushes it off because that's Lan. Um, oh, Lan. And then we immediately go back to talking about Steppen and how mm. Nineeve is worried about him.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: So that that's kind of our. Very base introduction yeah. into Tarvalon and how things are going to operate there, but she does yeah, mention um, that Stepan is a strong man and he'll do what needs to be done. But
1: also she mentions, you know, um, she, Nynaeve will
0: become,
1: or well, might become a um, novice.
0: A novice, yes. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. She, she yeah. I, I reckon she's very strong. She's very, very strong.
0: Yeah, she uh, she AOE'd she she did an area of effect heal, which to my knowledge is not from the books. (laughs) I I could be I could be wrong. I I know that the I know that she's healed people so strongly that the backwash has healed the surrounding people.
2: Oh right.
0: Yeah, and like I don't know, I remember I think the only one I can remember or is um someone basically had a killer migraine and the heel backwashed and removed her migraine.
1: Oh, give me one of those. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Where's Nynaeve? Nynaeve, where have you been all my life?
0: So, very much... Um,
1: it was like a lot it, was, conversation. it, was, it was
0: Yeah, so they, they had that... Um, yeah, Nynaeve is very strong, so... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she shocked everybody in the room.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, like... Moraine was like legit. Oh my god! Well, they
0: are all dying too, yeah. so that didn't help. Yeah, but um,
1: for Moraine, Ma- witnessed everything that she saw there. So you know,
0: um, right? Yeah. So that's that's the little a uh, little ice to die, um conversation, and then we go
1: Matt and- <laughs> to our Rand. lovely
0: friends Matt and Rand, oh, who yeah. are also at Tarvalon
1: almost yeah
0: almost they're in the distance
1: and bla- bloody bloody Matt just looks such like he worse looks for wear. so bad he was worse for wear poor guy
0: like points to um uh, I think his name um, Barney Barney Harris is his name uh mm. points to Barney because he's he's this performance is great and I'm actually really disappointed he got recast for season two what yeah they've recast matt
1: Oh, no. So Barney
0: Barney, and uh, the Wheel of Time showrunners didn't have a... And this is old news. He was recast a while ago before, this, before the show even was released.
1: Oh, right.
0: So I think there were some creative differences there or something like that. Oh,
1: uh, well,
0: that sucks. Well, I can understand why because he may have had a certain idea of how the character was going to go down. Do
1: you think
0: N- knowing he the might
1: ca- have read the books? Or? If,
0: if he knew the character from, from the books, he might have taken offence to some of the things that they've done.
1: Oh, uh, okay.
0: Yeah, and I, I touched on that in the first episode. Yeah, when, of course you did, yeah. You know, they really messed up his family.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah.
0: like, so his backstory, and they made him a bit of a thief, which isn't really nice, mm. even though it's with good intentions, you know. So there's that, but that may have been a, f- a factor.
2: Yeah.
1: So anyway,
0: back to, back to what's actually happening. Matt and Rand are going for a stroll, and Rand finds a nice big rock.
1: Well, before that, he
0: yell, Matt kind of yells uh, yeah, at some kids. Yeah, Matthew. He find, yeah, just afterwards, I think. Yeah. Um. So now, this rock mm. is interesting.
1: Why is it special?
0: Now, it's not just this one. Because mm-hmm. in this episode, and I'm and for, I could be wrong. They've probably popped up in other episodes, and I haven't noticed them. Mm-hmm. Those stones have interesting properties. Why that? Like, I think they can allow you to travel to other worlds.
1: Oh, right.
0: Right, and there is a way to to use them safely, but nobody knows them.
1: So it's a bit like, um, what's that TV series, Outlander? No, not
0: Outlander. What, the one with the magic stones? Yeah. That's Outlander.
1: Yeah, that's Outlander. Yeah. And like she, <coughs> she had like um, jewels. Yeah. Well, to anyway, help so safely go past. You can.
0: I think people that can channel can use them to travel. Cool. Now, uh, travel to different places, different worlds. I think other other iterations of this world where the dark one has already won and
1: right. stuff like that. So
0: right. there's there's a lot of I think there's heaps of different variations. So. But yeah, I think that may be one of these stones. Right. And the marker on the top of the stone is like a location symbol. Right. More on stones later. Right, okay.
1: (laughs) I think I love the thing about Matt is he's just a grumpy old man at this time.
0: At this point, he's really, (laughs) he's just like, I I feel like shit. I look like shit. Everything is shit.
1: I want to go to bed and just sleep. Yeah,
0: like this is just horrible. Why? Like, I know we're almost there, but Jesus Christ, it can't come fast enough. He
1: snaps. He snaps at poor old Rand, and Rand's just is like, "Oh, just come on, mate."
0: Yeah, and Rand's just been like a little ray of sunshine here, and he's like, "Hey, Matt, you okay?" Like, and Matt's like, "Matt's Ran. like, nah, 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 nah. yeah, goblin, goblin, yeah." So yeah, uh, that that. So that's our, and then you know. Then Rand walks up and they see, they first for the first time, they see the... Dra- Dragon the Mount. Dragon Mount and Tarvalon in whole.
1: Um, and Rand kind of says, I remember this place.
0: Yeah, he says he thinks he's seen it before.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is really weird because like, it's just it's like, you haven't left two rivers, mate. Exactly. <laughs> Dickhead. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, so there's that's interesting.
1: Poor Matt. I, and, I, and Matt's I, I, just like, nah.
0: about time. And also, I don't care if you think you've seen it before, I just want a bed.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he looks pretty worse away. Yeah, he's yeah, not enjoying
0: Matt. He, he didn't enjoy himself. So, they arrive at Tarvalon and they get into the White City. They walk yeah. in, there's a hustle and bustle.
1: Uh, Rand purchases something and eats it I don't know what it is
0: I don't know what it is Um, it's a, a sweet cake I imagine or a I that's the only name of a food S- I can remember so <laughs> sushi and I'm pretty sure sweet cakes were only made by Mistress in, uh back in the Wine Spring Inn back all the way into Rivers oh, made right. by a Green's Mum <laughs>
1: oh right
0: <laughs> yeah, um they're the only ones I can remember off the top of my head. So I'm pretty sure it's not sweet cakes, but It
1: probably could be a, a cake or something.
0: So, yeah, Matt and Rand go for a little strolly stroll through the city and they go to a pub, which Tom uh, recommended.
1: Yeah, Tom's was like, hey, I know the guy. You know, see if he can give you some lodgings. Yeah. And Matt finally gets into bed.
0: And Matt gets to a bed.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's just like, ah, bed. But he's not happy about it. He's just like, we're a grump. <laughs>
0: But we did have a little sneaky, sneaky cameo in this in this scene. Girl, did you see him? Yes. You saw him? Yes.
1: Made me feel really uncomfortable.
0: Who was it? The merchant. The merchant. The peddler, pattern Fane. Ugh. He's back. Creepy ass. And he's being sneaky, sneaky. So he's following the boys.
1: Yeah. Why?
0: Why is he following the boys?
1: I think he feels like he's, they've got they're in, they've in got something big, like, I don't know. He, he, he fucking tails Matt for fucking shit, so give him money or whatever for the kids. There's something in it for him.
0: There's something in it for fame.
1: Yeah. That's how I say it. Sorry, I can't explain myself very well.
0: So, yeah, you feel like, like he followed them halfway across the world because he wants to get a couple extra dime out of Matt.
1: Not so much that, but there's something in it for him. Fair enough. Yeah, not so much Matt.
0: So so Matt goes to bed, Rand stands around being worried, and uh, that's pretty much the end of those two. Uh, yeah. Then we, we headed back to the
1: tower? And yeah. um, Egwene.
0: Oh, yes, it's Nynaeve in the room, yes.
1: Nine Eve's looking f- fucking sulky. <laughs>
0: Yeah, she's. She, so she, we, we've, we've travelled the whole way to Tarvalon and I haven't succeeded in anything that I came out to achieve.
1: Mm, mm. Oh, one thing I remembered um, at the start, Narnia's tugging on her braid.
0: Oh, yeah, at the funeral.
1: Yeah, she looks really uncomfortable. Is that like a tra- trait? She's a
0: braid tugger. Oh,
1: right. Yeah,
0: like she tugs her braid when she's angry. She tugs her braid when she's stressed or annoyed. She's a braid tugger. It's, it's like her thing. Like, if she's tugging on her braid, and it's not, like, a gentle... Like, when, when... The way it was described in the books, I always felt like she was, like, giving it a real good yank, Like, almost like the, the pulling of the hair was, like, getting her focused. Right. That was just kind of how I understood it. So, I may have misinterpreted that, but that's how I understood it, so... Yeah.
1: So, anyway, um... They're, they're looking... they I'll talk again. Um... <laughs> So Nynaeve and Moraine are in the warders' corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Land,
0: land's there too for yeah, for a, oh, yeah, for a course, moment for before a moment. he gets politely excused. Disappears.
1: Yeah. Um. And oh look, Nynaeve looks very surly.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's definitely some tension in the air, huh? Oh,
1: she doesn't really like Isadi. It looks like it. Like she doesn't really seem to trust Moraine at all. Yeah. Well, I mean. What
0: hey, more? hey! I'm gonna take your friends, like from this village in the middle of the, day, you know, and run them through everywhere, and mm. then I'm I'm gonna lose them straight away. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like it's not exactly the best resume.
1: So anyway, she's like, I don't, I don't care for your tower politics. I just want to find my friends and bugger off.
0: Yeah, like I only care about my people.
1: Yeah, and. So,
0: Moraine, heads, Moraine
1: gives her the what's what.
0: Yeah, she fully speeches out, doesn't she? She's just yeah. like, all right, look. Look here, smarty pants. <laughs> yeah. And she basically, what she does oh. is she very, very succinctly covers how the tower operates. Oh, okay. Everyone who is a, a, a raised Aes so raised to full sister, Mm. So, the three tiers are novice, accepted, and sister.
1: Right, okay.
0: Right? And you can be a novice for like 10 years. Right. So, and you can be an accepted for even longer. Because Aes I Sedai I have extended life.
1: Oh, I did not know that. And
0: they don't, you don't see their age. Hmm. So, Mo- Moraine could be 60-odd.
1: Oh, right. I'm not,
0: I'm not entirely certain what her current age is at this point.
1: Well, Rosamund Pike looks ageless anyway. So. Well, yeah, so, so
0: a- any of these Aes Sedai can be anywhere from like, you know, early 20s, which is unlikely. Mm. Because you'd probably still be a novice or accepted at that point. To like, you know, late 70s, 80s and still look pretty young.
1: Right, okay.
0: And the white hair, the hair colour is what gives it away in the end. Ah. So anyway, so would you she, say
1: that Maureen's quite young considering her hair's brown?
0: Yeah, probably. Like I'd say she's in her forties. I think mm-hmm. is I'm, like I'm ballparking. I have no idea. Yeah. Um. But the the what she speaks about the politics. So all these women, once they become novices, they stay in the tower. They don't leave the tower. Mm-hmm. Right. They stay in, and then they become accepted, and they stay in the tower, and then they get raised to full sisters, and guess what? Still in the tower,
2: mm. and
0: all that's been going on around them is politics.
2: Politics.
0: Politics. Agendas, like trying to get information. Uh, I think she mentions eyes and ears in this as well. Mm. Every Aes Sedai has their own set of eyes and ears, which is basically spies. Yeah. People in cities, people in towns, people all over the place mm. that are basically paid by Tavalon quite well to provide them with information. Right. And so half the people that work, that live in Tarvalon have a direct connection to an Aes Sedai somewhere.
2: Right.
0: So like the politics is pretty messed up. Yeah. Like it's, 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 a, it's literally just a splattering of different people who want different things and they'll take their time and patience and manipulate people around them mm. to get what, what they need done. So she gives her the what's what about politics and then where we yeah. end up with. not don't, don't move. Oh, yeah, don't move. Don't leave this room, blah, 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 blah.
1: Like, honestly, I was just, just like, hell yeah, I would be like happy to just stay in here. Especially after being
0: on the road for a month. Yeah,
1: Grab a book. There was a bath nearby, so I would be giving <laughs> myself a bath. Yeah,
0: you straight up were like, oh, have a hot bath.
1: Have a hot bath, read a book, or have sleep. A nap in a comfy bed,
0: and and that bed is going to be mint because mm. that's in the I think that's in the waters quarters, but it's it it'll be a guest room,
1: mm.
2: and
0: you know you don't get a guest room in Tavalon that's crap. <laughs> you know it's not even like oh you're you're not that important you just get a good room that's it. Uh so that's that's our little naive Moraine thing, and then we get to mm. the Tinkers back to the Tinkers,
1: oh, the wow. Tuatha Ann. So, the Tuatha
0: and, as we know, are pacifists and lovely people.
1: The way of the leaf.
0: The way of the leaf, as discussed. Yes. Share. So,
1: oh, dear. Everyone's having a great time, and then Param um, kind of goes, Well, it's a bit, you know, um, hypocritical. Hypocritical, that's the word. Um, that your dogs kill animals, and yet you guys are non violent. But. Aram is just like, well, that's not the way to leave. The way to leave is acknowledging that people are violent or you have a violent streak and, you know, not acting upon it.
0: Yeah. And the point. dogs are actually trained um, to not attack people.
1: Yeah. That, but that's the, a, it's a
0: specific yeah, note. the
1: dogs are eating, so it's like food.
0: Well, the dogs, the dogs are, um, are more used... To protect the Tuatha Am. Mm. They, they're like an intimidation tactic. So people don't know that the dogs aren't trained mm. to a, to not attack people.
1: Must say, Perrin, is a big old pup.
0: He's a big boy.
1: He's a big old pup.
0: Yeah. And so we're having a look. There's a little conversation about turnip stew, I think. Turnip curry. Turnip curry. I mean, like...
1: Turnips are turn, worse. worst.
0: Turnips, man, no.
1: Turnips are so dang bitter. Yeah. Is there a lot of
0: turnips in this episode?
1: I think so. Does it... Did Olivia get hit with
0: a turnip as well?
1: Is no it? radish.
0: It was a radish. Oh, there you go.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So does someone, basically I someone...
1: Think, I think that's in the turnip family.
0: Someone just played Super Mario 2 and was like, these are the vegetables that I will use in this episode. So
1: anyway, our friends the Tinkers have come across the incels, the children of the
0: lie. Ah, yes, your favourite people. <laughs> and and our captain number one asshole, Eamon Valda. Child
1: Valda. Child Velda. Ah... <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, stop, uh-uh. the, stop our Tinker friends and they're asking about the fake dragon Reborn.
0: The false dragon, yep. yeah.
1: And then he sees Perrin and Egwene and he goes, bring them to me. And uh, our our wonderful Tinker friends all of this is like, no, they're part of our group. And he goes, no, they're not. And then they're like, well, they shared our food, they shared our fire. Which
0: is their tradition. Yeah. You
1: know. So they're part, of, they're part of our group. Is so therefore,
0: you? we'll defend them using whatever we have. Yep, and then we dance together. Nothing. We have nothing. We are pacifists. We're just going to stand here and take a beating so they can run away.
1: So anyway, they do.
0: Yeah, now you are... I think you weren't sure because when it happened, he said that's a strange thing for a tinker to say. And mm. you weren't quite sure what that meant.
1: Yeah, the Did word you, can't.
0: Basically... Yeah, you, you
1: can't have them.
0: Like, it, it basically means, he means, like, how are you planning on enforcing that?
1: Uh, like, yeah.
0: you're a pacifist, so, you know, as soon as I raise the bar to here, you're out.
1: I don't like this guy at all. Oh,
0: he's a bad person, isn't he? Great performance, <laughs> terrible person. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: yeah. So, anyway, Perrin and Egwene run with Aram. Aram gets taken out by a horse. Yeah, that would have hurt. And they are surrounded by the incels of the lies.
0: And they are caught. Yes. Yeah. Stuff the children. They're horrible.
1: Unfortunately. Not uh, a
0: fan of the children. Never uh, have been. Not even later on.
1: Unfortunately, our, the lovely Illa gets beaten up pretty bad because she tries to protect
0: them. Yeah, so, like... Yeah, they probably... And, and Aram did say... Um,
1: that they the children,
0: as, as arseholy as they are, they won't
1: hurt, you know, kill them.
0: They won't, they won't kill a Tuatha Ann. Now, they'll, they'll freaking hurt them, but they won't kill Tuatha ant.
1: Yeah. So, at least, you know, that makes me feel a bit better, but it doesn't make me feel any better the fact that they intentionally hurt people who are pacifists just to get to, they kind when went around them. Dickheads are good horses. They're fast.
0: But yeah, yeah, they wouldn't have allowed that though. They would have moved with them, you know. That's mm, anyway. You got to understand that the commitment between these two parties is incredibly strong. Yeah, you got the pe- the tinkers for the way of the leaf, and they live this to the T. And mm. then you got the children of light questioners. So not just the average children of like the psycho ones, mm. who literally are, are obsessed. They're religious extremists. Mm. Mm. So both of these parties think that their way of life is the only way, the right way. Mm, mm.
1: So, anyway.
0: So, that's our And then, yeah, Perrin and Egwene get caught and uh, we'll go to their lovely time with the mm. children later. Mm. But next up, my boy, one of my favourites.
1: Are you very excited? I was,
0: I'm so happy he's here. Loyal, son of Arendt, son of Hawan, is a boss. I love this guy. I'm a massive, massive fan of Loyal um i'm i just look he's a bit short he's a bit short he's the he's the opposite of my problem with moraine is that she is too tall loyal no. is too short he, i oh. mean i mean he's still big he's still very big but i felt like he could have been a little bit bigger but i guess that would have been a little bit unrealistic
1: so he's he,
0: what is he he is an Ogier. Okay. one of the one of the builders he uh, they live on the steading. They have. Uh, they're, they're, they're very slow paced. They take their time. They live longer than, than humans by quite some time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and therefore, they take their time to get stuff done. Mm. Not quite to the extent of, like, you know, uh, Treebeard and stuff in Lord of the Rings, who we are like, we will talk for six days and we've said hello. Yeah, You know, these guys, are, they can be a bit more fast-paced. And they used to fight once upon a time. But Damn. now they're, they're pretty relaxed these days. They hang out in, in the steadings.
1: Apparently they're master builders.
0: Oh, they're serious. They built Tarvalon. Oh, right. Cool. They built... Uh, so when something is Ogier built, that happened a long time ago. Um, now, this, it's a bit of backstory. I'm a bit hesitant to give it.
1: No, don't. We can send it all it's just
0: in reference to the builders and uh, and L'Oreal and what a steading is. Mm, it's, it's history. Your so call. it's not well, yeah. your call. Well, basically a steading is oh, I won't won't explain the reason behind the steading and, and everything, but <clears throat> the steading is a non-channeling location. Right. It is a specific location and they they're pretty much set in stone. They do not move. Mm. And it is a a non channeling area. If you can channel, you can't do it there. Right. So, um, it's a place. So the, it's a place used for like a neutrality thing as well. Like, mm-hmm. because the OG won't allow fighting, in their setting. So, <clears throat> I'm very excited to see L'Oreal. Mm-hmm. He's a bit. He's a bit. Uh, I do like the way they he kind of rambles on a bit um, while Rand's already doing something else.
1: <laughs> so Rand was writing a particular book, wasn't he?
0: The, the Car- Corinthian cycle? Yeah. Was the, then that was the one he was looking at, at the when, oh, he, a page. When, he, when he dropped the book when L'Oreal first appeared. Oh right. Was the Corinthian cycle.
1: Yeah. And then the next otherwise one.
0: known as The Prophecies of the Dragon.
1: Right. Okay. There you go. I'm pretty sure you have mentioned this before, but I... Uh, my,
0: I, I've mentioned the Corinthian cycle before because I wanted to see it show up at some point. Yeah, yeah. So now it's here. We know it's here. Happy days. And they doubled down and they gave me a second book that I was hoping that would show up. The Adventures of Jane Fastrider.
1: Yeah. You, say, you seem very excited about this. Yeah,
0: Jane... Um, that book has a lot of meaning. Okay. Yeah. Again, possible spoilers, so I don't want to... Yeah. Like, like, it's long-term that's spoilers. Like, that's
1: why I'm like, okay. Because I, didn't want any, cause I don't want to ask any questions uh, that could um, well, spoil the, things. The
0: only difference here is that he was talking about Egwene, mm. reading The Travels of Jane Fastrider, uh, where in the books it was his father, right. who used to read it every night, and... um.
1: Oh.
0: and so that was it was a sad memory because his father used to read it every night as well so that would have been that's just a little change change but
1: yeah
0: yeah the the end result is still the same is that we now know that Jane fast Rider does exist in this world, world. high fives all around
1: yay so um the or gear all gear oh gear oh gear He's so lovely. I would love to just hang out with him and just talk. But he'll be doing most of the talking because he seems like he talks a lot.
0: Yeah, I love the way he just straight up accused Rand of being an Aiel.
1: Oh, yeah. That, I was going to mention that. And the red hair. Because of the red hair, right? The red hair. Yeah. And, yeah, and Rand's yeah. just like, I'm not an Aiel. What are you talking about, idiot?
0: And and L'Oreal was like, um, well, an Aielman that says he's not an Ioman. He's like, I'm from the Two Rivers, and I'm not an Ioman. He's like, ooh, an Ioman that says he's not an Ioman who's from the Two Rivers. This is fun. Let's keep playing.
1: Yeah,
0: I love that. He's- and like I said, my, my, my description of Loyal, when I when I, we were talking about this before, was um, he literally spent like 20 minutes with Rand and was like, take me with you. <laughs> I, w- I want to see this. I don't know who you are, but... Cool shit is happening. I'm coming. And it's about 20 minutes after that that he immediately regrets that decision. But...
1: <laughs>
0: uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so he ends up in some weird places doing some crazy stuff.
1: Aww. <laughs>
0: All the time running from his family. Oh. Yeah, no, he's um he's literally like a teenager who ran away from home. Oh. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm. am waiting for the next time he he hears that there's an Ogear in the city, and he goes, "Ogre in the city, we should leave." <laughs> so, if they find me, they'll tell my mom. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Pretty much. Oh my goodness. <laughs> there's more to that, but that's just yeah, the, that's yeah. the baseline. So Loyal, he's an adventure-seeking boy. He's very excitable, and uh,
1: for I for, oh, don't
0: blame him. Adventure is for, an, for an ogre, he's. Uh, very, apparently very hasty.
1: Uh, like,
0: he's... that People think he he's a bit wild. Oh. Back at wow. the stadium, which makes him very slow for everybody in the human world. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> so, yes, big fan of Loyal. Uh, but probably should move on from him, though. Uh, then we, we immediately go straight to the pos- procession.
1: Yeah, because...
0: Of the false dragon. Yep.
1: Yeah. Which is interesting, because um, when... I kind of pointed out when Loghain, is it Loghain? Yeah. Yeah. Starts laughing in the thing. I said, that looks like.
0: Oh, yeah. It looks like Tim Curry. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. It was, yeah. I think it's the little, the, the way the beard is. I think. Uh, but that crazy look in his eye was. Yeah, he really does. He, yeah, we're just looking at a still of it here where he's laughing. And he's just, it's very Tim Curry esque. I very much yeah. enjoy that. Um, yeah. yeah, that's that's, oh, that's wow. gross. Um, <laughs> so so anyway, they're, they're going through and uh, Matt and Rand are sitting there having a little chit-chat up on the balcony. Everyone's
1: throwing vegetables.
0: Everyone's throwing vegetables. Our assholeish friend shows up again.
1: I did not see that
0: one. He's in this scene as well. Pat and Fane, sneaky, sneaky. <gasps> he's back and he's tracking the boys. And we know he's tracking the boys now. Right.
1: Oh right. Okay.
0: It's obvious. He's literally following them around the city.
1: Yeah, but I I feel, I feel that um Matt is having hallucinations. Look, I'm not.
0: This scene kind of confused me a little bit, to be honest.
1: Because you can see Lorraine
0: Logan,
1: sorry, laughing, and then next minute he's just sitting there. Like it's
0: almost like they imagined it.
1: Or he imagined it?
0: Or both of them did?
1: <laughs> I I honestly think, I don't know. I think Rand didn't because literally Matt was just sitting there staring at Loghain.
0: Yeah, and Loghain looked up at the balcony and that's when the laughter happened.
1: Yeah. But he could sense the shit that's got brewing inside of him.
0: So so you so think there might can, be
1: a connection there. So there's a
0: sense that you that Logan picked up on something.
1: Yeah, he might look, I know he was gentled, but maybe
0: just because he can't touch the source doesn't mean he, he can't, can't
1: feel it. So that's how I feel that he Can feel it in um, Matt there, like he can feel a source. Doesn't have to be good or bad. Well,
0: you know, if you touch it, you touch it. Exactly. It's what you do with it that makes it good or bad.
1: Exactly, exactly. And what he can, you know, feel, he's like, I know what you're up to. He
0: knows something.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like I could
0: feel your presence. But yeah, basically.
1: Yeah. So that's how I feel. And Rand has no idea about it. He can see his friends freaking out by staring down at the thing. He goes, "Mate, what's going yes. on?"
0: Yeah, and they have a little bit of a powwow. Oh yeah,
1: I'm where they'd
0: make the uh, you know, hey, if packed. I go, yeah, the pack the, the the if I go crazy, uh, pact. Mm. Um, which I mean, it's pretty. And they both they both sign up. They mm. both sign up. They're like, "No, nah, this is bad shit." Like, mm. um, obviously that that looks terrible. So let's not end up like that.
1: No, no.
0: Yeah. So um, yeah. So so we had, from so from my perspective, that scene. We got two really 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 direct lines of sight. Right. I Can't go into it. I can't because it's gonna. Oh. It, it would all hurt you. Oh right. But you you've you've um, you've definitely picked up on something there. You've definitely picked up on something. Oh, have I? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um. I I could I could go into it, but um, don't don't don't. So that that's the procession. Um, We also have Stepan riding next to Kareen's right empty horse with the backwards boot. I'm assuming the backwards boot means something like you know it's like a sign or like an old thing. I don't know what it means. It's, it's, it, I don't think it's referenced from the book. It might just be like another thing, like a cow- old Western cowboy thing or something like that. Or
1: like a medieval thing, a person yeah. coming back from battle. Or... Yeah, something
0: like that. I don't really know. Yeah. It seemed important. They kept showing it, so uh, it seemed important. <coughs> yeah, I, can, I might Google it and find out later. So
1: anyway, uh, we go back to the tower where... Where Steppen is um, uh, getting dressed by his mates.
0: Yeah, Alana's waters. are Ivan and Maxim. Uh, yeah, and and yeah, he's wearing white. And Lance there. Yeah, Lance, he shows up. He walks in the door, basically, as they're going along.
1: So anyway, he's dressed in white because that's the funeral
0: attire. It, it would seem that way, yes.
1: And he mentioned that the last time that he wore white was his father's funeral and how much he did not like his father.
0: Yeah, and then we get a little... um little step in back story here yeah which is uh look come it's a bit sad it's definitely sad
1: so his dad used to get drunk at home every night and then go out to the pub and get
0: dr- even more
1: drunk to fight
0: no this no 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 when his dad died oh he got didn't... drunk and went to the pub
1: oh I've listened to that wrong
0: yeah so he, so he went he got drunk went to the pub picked a fight with a little dude um, and then eventually started picking fights with stronger people until eventually he picked a fight with an eye, to die, who then laughed at him.
1: <laughs> that was Corrine.
0: And it was Corrine. Yeah. And then they bonded. Now that that story sounded suspiciously familiar. Oh, Yeah, yeah I think that might be Lance meeting Moraine story. Something, something very not like that, but the, not the first part with the pub and everything. It was the second part where that was, she bought him a drink and they became friends, and then he had to earn, he had to become worthy of her.
2: Oh, right. That,
0: that, I think that, that kind of snuck in, and I was like, I feel like I've heard this before, and not for you, Steppen, buddy.
1: So, his friend.
0: Yeah, you kind of, I'm pretty sure you got off screened in the books, so. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Um, he has a Wikipedia page, it has three sentences. Um,. So, I, I'm assuming it's going to get larger now, but.
1: Yeah, so anyway.
0: <laughs> um, so, yeah, they, and so Lan, Lan's there, and it just. The way they, they cut to Lan as the story's being told, mm-hmm. it, it, it very much, I was like, hey, 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 I'm pretty sure this is a part of his story. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I think um, also the fact that um, Lan turned around and said the wrong thing.
0: He definitely said the wrong thing. Um, um, Stefan was not ready to hear that. Nope.
1: So, Lan pretty much said, well, you know, once everything is done, you can maybe go to a different eye to die. Then, oh, oh Stefan just turned around and back and said, what, what, wait until you lose more rain. You see how it feels, mate. Yeah,
0: yeah. it was very aggressive. And, like, I mean, Lan obviously. Such a nerve. he. Because he's he's thinking like, oh, you know, if he bonds with, with another Sedai... he wouldn't feel so much pain. It helps, basically. It helps the water survive. Yeah. It makes it it gives them the ability to survive. Right. I don't know how I don't remember if the quality like they still feel.
1: Oh, of course. Pretty
0: devastated. So.
1: Yeah, but okay. If I was an Sedai, right, and if I took on a water who is. Literally heartbroken because he's not with his eyes to die. Would I feel his pain? Oh, yeah. Why would I want to do something like that? Think
0: about it as, a, as like, you know, um, rehab, a thing? rescue. Right. A puppy.
1: Oh, no. Like,
0: you know, you've got to nurse this poor thing who's been so damaged that, it, you know, it's afraid of people. It won't eat. It's hiding in its box. You've yeah. got to bring it out and get it to feel life again. Right. So that's what they do. They do it for, to help them. It's very much a ch- it's very much a charity cause.
1: Right, and can they can they break the bond between water? Uh,
0: I don't think so. I don't um, think they know how.
1: Right. Okay. Because if there was such a thing that there was a surrogate isodai that could do something like that, uh,
0: I think traditionally they're the older sedai. Oh, right. Ones that are, you know, pretty settled and they just like, so I think there's some that like hang out on a farm somewhere. Right. A couple of greys, I think. And so they're just, or browns, I think they're researching and their waters are just like, basically they work the land. Yeah. You know, so the the, the eyes that I sit inside and study and stuff all day. And Ball the waters are outside right doing all the gardening and farming and stuff. Oh, and, uh, that's all right then. So, like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of different Aes Sedai and waters, and they mm. all do very different things.
1: Okay, cool. Now, I wasn't quite sure what the goal is there because...
0: <sighs> yes. Yeah, well, once again, I'll recommend the bonus content for this episode because it, mm. it helped you a lot in mm. understanding the factions of the tower and how it works. Yeah,
1: yeah, it did, 100%. Yeah. Um, so, anyway... Oops. Yeah,
0: so we'll move on from... Oh, oh no, we won't. We get. We keep going. We go straight in. We um. I forgot. Yeah, we we're doing funeral. <laughs> um,
1: we're doing the last part of.
0: <coughs> well, it's it's this is his last job, as, as her water.
1: Yeah, and it, I it broke me. Yeah. It broke me because he has nothing to remember her by except for the memory of her.
0: Yeah, and he's literally. Destroyed a ring, well,
1: yeah, well returned
0: well, returned it to the cycle.
1: Yeah, exactly. Another
0: another part of this whole wheel turning thing.
1: Yeah, everything comes back full circle.
0: Yeah, Ra- Rafe Jenkins literally wakes up in the middle of the night screaming. Symbolism. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like there is so much of this going on in this scene, and um, I, lo- I-, I honestly. I thought after he put the ring in the, oh. the flaming um <coughs> c- circle thing,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I was waiting for him to jump. Really? They, I, 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 I was having you know very much Tom and Game of Thrones vibes, oh. you know, you know, out the window, see you later, bud, you know, you know, he'd achieved his last mission, and yeah. I honestly thought that was it. He was just gonna walk off the edge,
1: right. We didn't.
0: No, we didn't, but. Good yeah. on him. Uh, yeah, he made another 15 minutes and then we get to deal with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I was I was ready in that scene for him to die. I was like, this is it. He's gone. He's a goner. Mm. So when he didn't, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Maybe he's going to hang out. <laughs> you know? and
1: yeah, that kind of. Just seeing him like, drop the ring and watching it go back to the.
0: Bolt. Bolted. Molten lava, the liquid hot magma.
1: I don't think it's lava, I think it's all gold from dead Society. Yeah,
0: yeah, with um now I'm gonna take a punt and say that that is a fire weave that's been tied off by somebody. Oh right. You can tie weaves off, it's a thing. Um I don't, know. I don't know if they know how to do this yet, so we'll find that out later. <laughs>
1: anyway, um, we go back we're going to land and moraine. Yeah, and we
0: cut straight back to land and moraine.
1: And you can see how distressed Lan is and you can see that Moraine can feel it too. Like is there's they don't need communication to there's, express themselves. There's
0: a lot of nonverbal there, isn't there? Yeah,
1: and like just seeing Lan just going up to Moraine and just holding, you know, her the her forearm and you know kinda of looking for some comfort.
0: And I I think the way that Look, my, my interpretation of this scene was, yeah, Lan came in looking for some comfort and, you know, assurance. And, like, basically, you know, his sadness... So, so I'm going to just use a couple of words. So, he so his, for example, he's, like, his grief and sadness at, at this because his best mate's suffering so much. And mm. I'm going to say his best mate. They're very close. Yeah,
1: of course. He's they're suffering so up. much.
0: And Moraine is radiate Her... So he's sending that from his side of the Bond, but her side of the Bond is probably, you know, sending back, you know, love and compassion and, and focus. Focus. Yeah. And focus and determination. Mm. So she, that's how the Bond kind of works. Mm. So, and they're very good at this whole non-verbal thing. These two, this, both performances are spectacular. This whole episode has been just a real run of great performances. And it, Look, there's more to come. Let's be honest.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course.
0: There's way more to come because after this, we got we're back at the children.
1: Yeah, it's just I. I'm just going back to Land and Moraine. I just, just them just looking at each other's eyes and just having that sheer connection and stuff like that, knowing that he's getting reassured. Just not even did they even say one word to each other? No, they're
0: not a single word in that scene. I,
1: yeah, it was beautiful. Gosh, I
0: really like it. Was... like the way that they' they're getting across the depth of the bond in such a mm. short amount of time yeah which is a really hard thing to do without explicitly saying it yeah you know and they've mentioned you know oh you know they feel what each other feels but it, it not it's not just the physical no. it's the emotional
1: and you can see that kind of really uh, shining. Through that, just that one scene.
0: Perfect demonstration, if you ask me. Yeah,
1: so, anyway. Alright, so, back um, to
0: the children. Let's let's go. Uh, <laughs> first, Egwene gets a really horrible bath.
1: <laughs> I heard the scratching, and I'm like, no. Nah,
0: it was oh, like... no. You know, like... It was almost like, uh, you know, if you found... Uh, you know, you found this prized horse that's been out in the... Brambles for a bit, and, a and you wash. want to present it to somebody, mm. and so you wash it down, you scrub it too, you you know you trim its mane, all that like, stuff. Like
1: her skin looks. They real... treat it.
0: They don't treat her like a person.
1: No, and the real good thing that one thing that you have mentioned is that they didn't sexualise it.
0: There was no nudity in the scene. There was no sexual activity. There was not even a sexual vibe. It was straight up creepy.
1: It was straight up, we're going to wash you the fuck out. It, it was...
0: Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? The, the,
1: it was, it was like... S- skin looked really good for how coarse the brush is. <laughs> okay,
0: were. well, if, if you say so. I was a bit annoyed when they bra- unbraided her hair. That's yeah, that's, that's rude. It's
1: very rude.
0: We'll see if it comes back or not. She may decide to keep the, the hair unbraided. She may not. I, I don't know where she's going to go at this point.
1: Yeah. Anyway, back to what you were saying.
0: Um, they treat they treated her like livestock, like like something less than human. Like, th- and the way all
1: well, well, the children think that women who the
0: witch they're witches, they're not people, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Um, and I, I look, there's just so much about this scene that could have been made. Yeah. you know they could have shown shown her top half. They could have shown her bottom half. They could have shown her whole body, mm. and it. It would not have enhanced the scene at all. No. All it would have done would have been, "Hey, look, we have nudity as well." So yeah. I think that's a really, really great decision to to leave that out. And the yeah. white, the white dress.
1: Can I just say something? Boat cut looks really nice on her.
0: <laughs> right. Okay. She's got
1: she's got great collarbone.
0: Yeah. Now, um, did, I, did we say she's an Aboriginal Australian?
1: Um, I'm pretty sure she's an she's an Aussie. I'm actress. pretty sure
0: she's an Aussie. Of Aboriginal descent. Um, so, uh, look, I, we, I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure she's an Aussie, but, like, yeah. She's an Aussie. Like, top stuff. Top stuff. Big fan. <laughs> um, so, dead. so uh, then we have our lovely Eamon Val- Child, Child Valder Who, you know, once again is banging on with all of his um, righteousness.
1: Yeah.
0: Which... Uh, yeah, she's an Aussie. There you go. Yeah,
1: she's very much an Aussie. Um...
0: Yeah. of course she's an Aussie. She starred in a version of The Picnic of the Hanging Rock. Um, oh, <laughs> there you go. So, um, back to Child Valda. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He is just an asshole. He is literally the Spanish Inquisition in mm-hmm. this world, and um, we understand now why the children have a hundred percent strike rate, don't we?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, you can either channel and I'll kill you
1: mm.
0: or you can not channel and I'll kill Perrin.
1: Right.
0: Like, get out. Get mm. out, guy. You are so rude.
1: Um I
0: I know you got a lot of feelings about this guy.
1: Yeah, I'm um, I no, just let it out. I hate him. Yeah, yeah. We I hate him. Think we all just, know that you hate him. He's just disgusting. His attitude is disgusting. He treats people less than him. He has a high opinion of himself. Mm-mm. He's a cockhead, absolute cockhead. And he just sits there and eats in front of them. This is the second time he has done that.
0: Oh yeah, he definitely is like, oh jeez, tortured- oh, I'm, I'm torturing people. people. Just I'm makes me. Have a meal. I'm famished.
1: Yeah, so he's literally just eating this bl- bloody. Something. And he's lost the
0: sleeves too, which kind of it makes him seem like he's where he's, he's a bit more in the business mode now. Gangster, like very much like when he wears the armor. I, I don't. When I, he's wearing the armor, he's not in business mode. This yeah. is business mode.
1: So anyway, he he walks around with his bloody ring, bloody trophy, fucking nonsense, crap.
0: Yeah, it's hanging on a little uh jewelry tree or whatever.
1: So. Yeah. So, anyway, he cuts into Perrin.
0: Well, first he tries to get a grinder to channel, and she oh, yeah. straight up threatens him. <laughs> what if I'll gut you from head to tail like the pig you are?
1: I love that. Ironically,
0: pig is what Eamon Valder is eating in this current scene.
1: I must say, I love Eggwind in this. Why? Because she's strong and she stood her ground. Oh, she doesn't back down. I love her uh, as that. Um, so she tries to channel when Eamon.
0: Not yet. because no. he starts to cut. He cuts up Perrin first, and we get yeah, yeah, yeah. And we get our first look
1: at oh, Perrin golden
0: eyes. Perrin golden eyes. Sorry, I might have yelled out Perrin golden eyes when we were watching the episode. I was like, oh yeah, Perrin golden eyes.
1: And, and I was like, what?
0: And but you picked up on the wolves in the first cut. As soon as the blade hit his back, the wolves started howling. Yeah. Or was it just beforehand?
1: Just before. Just before. I think they could. Se- I think they could sense that he was in distress. So. Yeah,
0: yeah. So parents definitely hanging out with the wolves now. Um, we're we're, we're pretty certain about that at the end mm. of this episode. Mm. So we we have that, and then uh, Valda leaves three really really nasty cuts on his mm. back.
1: Good to know the knife is sharp, but Jesus Christ. Well, he
0: did disinfect it. With wine. Yeah, I mean, not the best, but yeah. still alcohol, I guess.
1: So anyway, Charles Valder.
0: Charles
1: um, Pretty much just says, right, if you channel then you die, yeah. and he goes, and if he, you can't channel, he dies and you go. So make a decision. I'm going to be outside. You figure it out.
0: Yeah, now these the furniture that they're on has seen a lot of use.
1: I saw blood.
0: Did you see all the um, cut marks on just below the wrist strap? Yeah. Yeah. So they've taken a few hands on this particular chair. And yeah. I'm assuming the other apparatus as well has mm. had a few friends.
1: Mm. So anyway, parents is like, it's got to be me because I killed my wife
0: yeah yeah so he's having he gives a big old uh confession to a grain who then you know is
1: like, well no, you know i i I want us to get out of here both at the same time, and you know i i I don't want you to die, I don't want to die, we're going to live, and I'll see to it. I'll try and channel and get us out of here.
0: Yeah, and so we're we're just gonna go right to the end of Aaron, uh, Egwene and Perrin at the moment. Yeah. because um, because this, uh, this is just a it's a good. It, I like the, the I know there's a little bit in between where we have Rand and Nynaeve talk, but yeah, I want I want to get to that later because I, I really want to just roll through this whole like w- um, white cloaks Egwene parenting. So so they have the threat. They have their little conversation. Perrin mm. does the confessional. Yeah. Um, and, and Valda's back in. And Valda comes back in. He says, you know, well, no decision is still a decision.
1: And he starts cutting it into poor old parents.
0: Bang. Wolves start again. All that howling is going nuts in the background. Yeah,
1: you can hear it, like, much more louder and than that. And it's now. getting
0: definitely louder this time around. And... Andagreen and cracks the shit. And she's like, all right, let's go.
1: And then she goes, Drift. Like she's drifting in a river, like
0: surrendering to the to the flow, right?
1: Exactly.
0: Bang, she channels.
1: She starts channeling, and then she has a fireball and shoots it at dickhead Belder. Yeah. <laughs> and Belder's is like, uh, you're gonna make a bigger yeah, fireball. Yeah, like, like, he's like,
0: bitch, please, come on, man. Like, seriously? Little does he know. Yeah, and so she did a sneaky sneak.
1: It, it, it was a really great tactic.
0: I think so, because the only thing that she knows how to do with this... but that she, Sorry, let me rephrase. The only thing that she knows she knows how to do is to make teeny tiny little flames. Because mm. that's all she's done so far, right? Mm. So, make the little flame in your hand. Mm-hmm. Throw that at the guy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But also make the little flames in all the ropes that are tying Perrin.
1: Yep. Which ha- happens to Free Perrin?
0: Because Perrin is in wolf mode. All mm. well, none. Now that that was Young Bull. Right. Yeah. Now Young Bull. Spoilers. I've already spoiled this one for Kicker. So mm. that's his wolf name. Is Young Bull. Ta da! Ta da! It's because he has horns. It's not. It's because he had an axe. But like they were like, oh yeah, they look like horns, bull, shaggy hair, bull, <laughs> young wolves. Wolves think about things differently. Um, they're they're very strange creatures. Mm, they mm. look they're they're very deep animals. Um, no. they think deeply. They philosophize deeply.
1: Um Aww, puppies. And
0: so anyway, so yeah, so uh, Perrin breaks out, goes, and Valda shits bricks,
1: <laughs> and then um, uh, Egwene is like, "Good, my opportunity," and stabs him.
0: Yeah, now
1: how does she get out?
0: Did she burn? She must have burnt her own too.
1: Mm.
0: So that tells me that Egwene just did like what three separate, three, three or four separate weaves. Yeah, that's pretty tough. It's
1: pretty badass. Like
0: three or four separate weaves at the same time, and mm. with no training.
1: Mm. I'm I'm pretty, She's
0: pretty cool, huh?
1: I'm I'm very very cool. Yeah yeah. I'm very I'm very uh, in awe with her actually. Um. So.
0: So they get out. Um. Um. And then, Perrin. Perrin basically. Well, Egwene gives him. A knife in the shoulder, I think it is. She stabs him in the shoulder or yeah. in the back.
1: And then next thing, Eg- Egwene grabs all the rings.
0: Yeah, she grabs all the rings, doesn't she? Yeah,
1: and she goes, fuck this, we're out.
0: Yeah, so she grabs Perrin, who's a bit dazed because he has no idea what the hell just happened.
1: And then all these fucking wolves are there Yeah, and
0: away. they get out of the tent and all of a sudden, there's a, it's a wolf army and they have come to kill.
1: And like... Parents are like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah,
0: they're just like, get the hell Ed, out.
1: Eggwain's like, what the fuck's going on? Let's find, you know, let's get away. Let's out. just bail. <laughs> and then next thing we know.
0: I don't know what it, who it is.
1: Oh, we don't know if it's Hopper? I don't
0: think it was Hopper. I think Hopper was the one we saw in the other episode with the cool colouring. Mm. This could have, I mean, there's. Look, could be his beta. No, no, they, there's, they don't operate that way. Oh, uh, okay. No, they're are, there are an equal society of, of people. They all live equally. Yeah. Wolves wolves are pack animals, true, but the alpha is, well, well... It's kind of up to... There is an alpha, but like, let's be honest. It's more of a uh, d- democratic society. So
1: anyway, <laughs> the, the the wolf is, is like, Hey, Perrin, I'm not going to hurt you. Just go.
0: Yeah, literally the wolf yells at him. He's like, What are you doing standing here like an idiot? Run! <laughs> and
1: then Perrin's like, These, Oh, we're good. This guy's not going to hurt us. And Egwene's just like, what?
0: Yeah, she literally was like, what? <laughs> like, what are you... We're running from the psychos that are getting killed by the random wolves, and apparently the random wolves like us? So, anyway... I mean, she should have picked up on it by now. They they already helped them find the two other hand. So,
1: we'll go back to... Uh, so,
0: yeah, that's the end of Perrin and Egwene. So, they, they yeah. had an epic episode.
1: Uh, I must say, I was very excited about the wolves.
0: Yeah, look, I'm look, there's... I'm waiting for my boy. I'm waiting for my guy to show up.
1: Uh, don't say anything. There's,
0: there's a mentor-ish character that uh, is related to the wolves that I'm hoping we will get some right. next episode. But if not, meh. I mean, he's cool and all that, but he's not really necessary. We can probably facilitate his character through one of the wolves.
1: Right. So anyway, we'll go back to the tower. And Nineve had a conversation with.
0: Yeah, so red chick. No, nah, well, she has a little chat with Stepan first. So step, we've done the funeral, um, and all that, and I'm pretty sure, uh, yeah, we have a little conversation with Stepan and Nineve. Um.
1: Oh because yes, he comes yeah. in to
0: ask for the coach tongue.
1: Yeah, because apparently he's has been sleeping very well because of the whole
0: deal yeah the whole thing and I,
1: I get that like I get that I've lost people and it's hard hard to sleep
0: yeah and the, the way he says it is really awful as well you know the pain goes away just before I sleep I don't I don't want that that's all I have left mm. <sighs> stop breaking our hearts dude like and also actor guy um Steven Petrev or something like that Peter Peter Franzen there we go Peter yeah. Franzen um, my God. So good. Someone give this guy like a an Emmy or something for this episode. Seriously, it's unreal.
1: Mm. Um, he did so well, and he just
0: he just was like, He he just nailed it. He just absolutely nailed it. And so anyway, he goes to Nine and He asks for goat's tongue to help him sleep, mm. and I think it's more to knock him out so that he doesn't get to that doze off point. That's that's what he what his Pretty go was.
1: Well, yeah. And so Stefan takes the tea and goes on his merry way. And Nynaeve goes, I'm going to go for a walk.
0: Yeah. But I also just want to point out that the wisdom... The wisdom's job isn't just medical.
1: It's support. The
0: wisdom's job is she's the GP, she's the specialist, she's the uh, psychologist... You know, she's the behavioural specialist. Midwife. She's the midwife. Yeah, she's literally the everything in their town. Mm. So this is just her putting on another r- wisdom role. and yeah. that, You know, where she says to him, oh, you know, the pain will, it'll never go away. That's her saying, and he actually he says thank you, you know, mm. because that's how she reads people that way because that's her job. Mm. 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 And her job is to make sure that the people around her are hel- healthy Mm. In, in both mind and body.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, so, But, you know, I think it, his character really makes me sad.
0: Yeah, very much so. It's...
1: Because it, it, it... I must agree with you, the, the actor um, really portrays... He,
0: he took a, a no-name character and gave him so much heart and soul and depth...
1: Mm. Mm.
0: In the space of two episodes... Yeah, it's just, my I God. I actually
1: fell in love with him. Yeah,
0: I'm actually sad to see him go. Um, And then, yes, okay, all right, all right, Because well, there's going to be more sad here later, guys, so let's just... Uh, all yeah. right, so Narnia goes for a walk, and she talks to Olivia. No, Leandrin. Uh, no, sorry, is Olivia ever going to show up? Her, no, she's in a different city. Anyway, um, uh, Leandrin. Oh,
1: God. Who's
0: being her snaky self. <laughs> I don't know if she knows if she's coming across as this, this creepy. Like I don't think. The, I think the character's is supposed to be. I think she's
1: trying. I think she's trying to scope her out.
0: It's very much a recruiting drive at this point. Yeah. Which, which, um, her chat with Moraine later touches on, mm. but her level of strength now. They they kind of can once you've been wielding the power for a while, you can kind of pick up on. How mm. strong other people are. Mm. So they they would know kind of exactly how much power she's racking.
1: Exactly.
0: And it's a lot.
1: And she will make a great red if she was to choose she'd red. She'd make
0: a great anything because she'd probably be the strongest person in the tower.
1: Mm. You know what colour she would be. I
0: do know what colour she chooses.
1: I speculate because I don't know. Honestly, um, is there a healing core or anything like that? Uh, what color are they?
0: Yeah moraine mentioned it a bit later in the conversation. yeah the yellows. The
1: yellows. Yeah. She, she'll be fantastic because like you said the the whole projection thing yeah
0: the area of effect heal mm. Mm.
1: She'll be perfect for that.
0: Yeah yeah and plus she's a doctor.
1: Yeah she literally she, she spends she way, way, way her herbs. She's and stuff. a
0: medical professional. So, so it makes sense for her to choose yellow yeah. at some point, but yeah,
1: she, she, she may just, not.
0: You know, she might decide she wants to be a blue or a green or a grey or a brown. I don't know.
1: Definitely not suited for red, though.
0: Definitely not a red because, like, you know, she treats all the peoples of Two River. She likes all the peoples of Two River,
1: mm, mm. To, of the Two Rivers. Me. Sorry. Uh,
0: so then, yeah. Um. So she has a little chat, and she gets directed towards the gardens. Who... Who... just happened to have had a local O'Gear.
1: Oh, he's back again. So,
0: Loyal being, uh, you know, the, the the fellow that he is, I you know, thought, oh, I might go check out the gardens in the in the tower. Because he's allowed to. And they like to grow things, and he sings to the bushes and trees. That's, Does he? He helps them grow.
1: Oh, my God. O'Gear
0: are amazing.
1: Oh, my God. I just want to love him. I just want to hug him.
0: Yeah, they'll get some mad songs later, I'm assuming. Ah, um, oh, nice. There's a lot of music involved in this story because it's in the history. Like, the Seekers, the Tuatha Ann, mm. they're the Seekers of the song.
1: Of course.
0: You know, like... Do the, you know this song? No, the song is lost. You know, like, you know, it's so all this stuff. So, the song, the songs are important. Mm. And even mm. the, the name of this episode, Blood Calls Blood, mm. that reminded me of the um, Weep for Manetheran song because Blood Called Blood for me is, a, if I'm right, a reference to the the blood of and still being strong. Ah. <clears throat> and yeah, so, so loyal shows up with somebody he found who had a braided hair.
1: And he's like, you're from Two Rivers because you have braided hair. Yeah,
0: and I mean I know lots about people from Two I Read Books.
1: <clears throat> so anyway he leads them to Random Matt.
0: Well, it's not Eve to Random Matt. Yay! Yeah, Yay, she finally found her first people. One of them's dying. <laughs>
1: and she tries to help Matt and Matt's like
0: Yeah, you get you get a little bit of happy Matt where he smiles and he's like, Oh no, Neve, you're alive and then she tries to touch him and he's like, Oh god, <laughs> Yeah, so he's uh he's not good. Yeah um, And Rand yeah. thinks that Matt can channel.
1: And Rand's last like I don't know what I do. What do I do? And I'm kind of surprised that no neighbors is like, well, I'm glad that you guys are here.
0: Mm. Well, so. well, basically she says in this conversation, she basically goes, you know, fuck the to die. I can heal. So her plan is already to like deal with it herself.
1: Is that a good idea, considering she has no training?
0: Well, it's a very naive thing to do. <laughs> so. They
1: didn't first figure out the consequences later?
0: Yeah, fight now, kill kill people now, sort it out later, right? Oh, far out. Um, but um, Rand is like, you know... In, you know, they talk about Matt for a little bit and what they're going to do. And they said they're going to, you know, sort themselves out, wait until was get... Hopefully, Egwene and Perrin will show up, and then we'll all figure it out together.
1: Exactly, exactly, yay! But then she
0: tells a little bit of a story, a little bit of story time with oh, Nine
1: about break Egwene. bone fever, Egwene
0: and Egwene, and this is just basically setting up for for the next um for the for the next scene, which was um the the fight with the um, Perrin and Egwene and Egwene's child.
1: will to survive.
0: Yeah, and this so it sets up that scene. But it it does more than that. Is it gives us a really good look at her character as well. That she is indomitable. She she will not break. She will not bow. Um, you know she is strong of will and strong of mind. She she she's not gonna she's not gonna be just easily broken. Um, and break I think it was break bone fever or something is the story that she tells about Egwene when she was very young. And it's uh a pretty horrific kind of disease by the sound of it, eh? Yeah,
1: um everything's bent out of shape.
0: Like everything's cramping to the point that it's snapping their limbs.
1: <coughs> yeah. It
0: sounds horrific. Now, in it's this painful. In this story, the wisdom brews a tea to help ease a passing.
1: Yeah, because people usually die from it. Which
0: which Egwene refused.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, that story got a little bit of a nip-tuck. Did it? Now, that story is actually the origin story of Nynaeve's first touching of the One Power. Really? And Egwene was brought to her
1: right.
0: and her wisdom mm-hmm. um, with, with the same fever. Yeah. But instead of brewing a tea, the wisdom told Nynaeve to look after her all night. Right. Knowing that Egwene would die. Because Mm. it's her job to be able to survive the people that can't. That's part of being a wisdom. People will die. And the people you know and love because it's your town and your village and your people will die and you need to be able to survive that. Wow. Pretty harsh training, right? Mm. Except Nynaeve, she was so desperate because she'd helped raise Egwene. Right. She'd been there, she looked after her, she was a little kid, like followed her around and stuff. Mm-hmm. And she channeled for the first time and she healed the fever. And that was her first channeling.
1: Right.
0: So they've given us the story, but not the first channeling part of it. So, ah. yeah.
1: So anyway, the fever broke. And... The fever
0: broke and she was fine. Mm. But um, Nynaeve was then sick because of her first touching. So channeling sickness is a thing, right? And that's what Rand thinks Matt has—is yeah. channeling sickness. But it's not. It's, or, it's or we actually think he's going insane because of the one power, but
1: no, it's a parasite. Absolute a parasite. So anyway, they have a really nice moment where they have a chat yeah. about him and Wayne,
0: and then we go, and then. We have yeah, then 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 uh well yeah we have Moraine and Leandrin's little conversation with the weird, the creepy kind of touchy face touchiness, like
1: I'm I'm Leandrin definitely
0: got a bit handsy with uh Moraine. Yeah, I I
1: I kind of felt really uncomfortable with that. I
0: I feel like they're hinting at like their history, uh, and that they have a history of, uh, and I may I may have just forgotten this from the books. Yeah, I think they might have been pillow friends. I think uh, they may have just been, and um, I'm, pu- I'm doing air quotes here, people, novices together. <laughs> so, right. Right, and whatever that means. But there, Alidia was definitely trying to put an angle on her there. Yeah. And that's because she, I think she's pushing for the Amelon seat. Right. That's the kind of vibe I'm getting.
1: Right.
0: So they have their little chat. Moraine basically tells her, you know, Piss off, Nynaeve's not interested in the reds. Mm. Um, probably more of a yellow. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we have that little chat, that's all good. We, um, we do another little chat with uh, Alana as well, back in Moraine's chambers.
2: Mm.
0: And uh, now, just touching on this, that Leandrin said to Nynaeve that in, in a very distressing kind of way, the persimmons are in in pers-
1: persin-num-num-num. Pers-
0: persin-num-num-num. Pers- persimmon per- persimmon persimmon
1: persimmon pers- persimmon oh, f- persimmon persimmon
0: f- persimmon persimmon
1: Fuck this. Okay,
0: there's a fruity thing, <laughs> and it's, it, they're and Al-
1: uh, quite delicious. Alana's
0: cutting a piece of fruit with a knife, sitting, I believe, on Moran's bed, just hanging out, shoes off and everything, pretty yeah, relaxed. Well, that
1: they were novices together
0: air quotation marks, they were novices together. Mm. Don't know about that one. They, but they seem... And Alana's...
1: Very comfortable with I'm pretty...
0: Look, I don't... God damn it, they're making me like Alana.
1: <laughs> okay?
0: And I am not prepared to like Alana at this point. I am still angry about what she did. Can't tell. Can't say what it is, but I'm still pissed about it. Mm. So... Persidim... person I can't. All right. Enough her of that.
1: Synonym. Enough
0: of that. Um, Moraine basically gives a sweet fuck all in terms of a conversation.
1: Because Moraine doesn't really open up to people. She
0: literally changed the subject every time it was her turn to talk. Mm. But Alana came in with a warning. Nobody knows what the fuck you're up to, Moraine. Therefore, everyone is against you.
1: You seem like a shady bitch.
0: Well, basically, that's she said. You seem like a shady bitch, Moraine. Yeah. So, Aladia's got her faction going. And Sueyne Sanch, we have pronunciation, people. Sueyne Sanch, the Amalyn Seat.
1: She's out for blood.
0: Is apparently pissed. (coughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which
0: would suit well with her fishmongering character.
1: All right. Yeah,
0: you'll find out soon enough that Suyeng Sanche, the most powerful woman in the world, is the daughter of a fishmonger. Lovely. And so she gets angry. She starts swearing. <laughs> like, she's dropping like, you know, goddamn fish gut motherfuckers. You know, like, you know she gets really angry about it. Angry. Yeah, and then we, so, uh, we were outside the hall quite a bit. Um, mm. we haven't been inside the hall yet, but we've been outside the hall quite a bit. We have. Once we get inside the hall, that's, that's when we start to meet the big players mm. in terms of the tower. Okay. That's, that's like the height, the height, that's like the, it's like parliament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all the different, all the different, um, Ajars have like two or three seats, I think in the tower. And then the Amalyn seat presides over there. Right. And she's an elected official. Right. It's not a... It's it's an election kind of thing. So, when she says, you know, I don't have designs on the seat.
1: Yeah.
0: That basically meant she's like, I can't be asked getting in a popularity contest.
1: I get that. Yeah.
0: I totally understand that as well.
1: Trying to be popular takes a lot of energy out of you. Yeah,
0: what was that movie? Never Been Kissed. Oh, yeah. Never Been Kissed, where she tries to be popular and it's just a... You see how much work is in that. Anywho, now we're getting to the real shit parts here. Yeah. Stepan is um, warding off evil spirits. Mm. The Forsaken. About bloody time we heard about these guys.
1: Were the Forsaken?
0: People that could use the one power that sold their souls to the devil. Ah. They're they're dark friends who can use the One Power.
1: Do they get killed?
0: They were sealed along with the Dark One in Shaogul 3,000 years ago.
1: Right.
0: And he actually says, do you believe in this? You know, do you still think they can touch the world? Mm. They can. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) And... I mean, I don't know. uh, I don't know when we'll see our first one. Um, they will pop up periodically as we go along. Yeah. Um, some are straight up fighters. Some are manipulators. Um, you know, some hide from the shadows and work people. And there's they're very dangerous. They're the thirteen Forsaken. I'm assuming there will be thirteen again. They are the Dark One's generals. They are his straight up. That's his number one. That they're, they're tier one, right? Everything but everyone else, every other creature that serves the Dark One is below them, right? Right. So he's he's um warding off the evil spirits. Lan says, you know, hey mate, I don't think you should be alone tonight. Yeah. No, hashtag men's mental health. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna stay with you tonight.
1: November. Both of
0: them, them rocking a a, a a mo. So yeah, yeah. they they know that men's mental. Mental health is important. So anyway... Uh, and then Stephen spikes his drink. Yeah. They have they have a good little chat and a funny little conversation about what would happen if he was to bond with Alana.
1: Oh yeah, have, <coughs> I haven't been with one man.
0: And Lan... Two. Two men. He's like, definitely haven't been with two men. <laughs> and then Lan just throws the what makes you think they'd even want you? <laughs>
1: And what's not what... What's, what's not, not
0: to what? want, right? And uh, you know what? <laughs> At this point, I gotta agree. Stefan is fucking amazing. He's
1: pretty
0: hot. Okay, that's your call.
1: Lan's pretty hot. I- I'm crushing Lan. Look, the
0: I think everybody in the entire Wheel of Time thus far has been borderline sexy. Yeah. Like, any character with a speaking part, for the most part, have been pretty damn hot.
1: Yeah, I would say they're very good-looking people.
0: Yeah. So, I don't know what casting is doing, but they're having fun. They're having fun. <laughs> a-
1: but, but, honestly, their acting talents alone, oh my god. Yeah,
0: they're all... It's been very good. Mm.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, seriously, the, if The Wheel of Time has so far had one sex scene, but it is horny as fuck. Like, everyone is fucking... Mm. Like I mean, look at it. all the all the sisters are all like into each other. The Waters are all like totally cool with it. Nobody's worried about the small town. Even Rand's parents and Egwene's parents set them up. Right. Like this whole world seems very horny. Okay. You don't think so?
1: No, it just seems really normal right now. Oh, Okay. You you've got insight. You've got the books to go on.
0: No, no, no. This is and this also Twitter doesn't help.
1: <laughs> yeah, so so what retweet people tweets. people on
0: people on Twitter are so horny for this show sick. like like they're sick yeah, that's gross anyway all right. <laughs> uh, so anyway and uh, right all right, let's get to the real, real part here yeah
1: uh so anyway,
0: spikes his drink and we find lan waking up
1: the next day
0: in an empty room
1: and Wayne kind of is a bit dazed. He's just like, "Oh, what the fuck!" And then Steppen's
0: he... rug off the floor is neatly put on his perfectly made bed.
1: And he gets up and he knows that the tea was not actually tea. Tea, it was... yeah, He's
0: like, "What the hell? I was drinking tea." Why and then am he I looks past up that?
1: And sees one of the knives are gone. One of
0: the daggers is gone. Yeah.
1: Yes. Fuck. 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 Now, fuck. fuck.
0: He, this scene, they there was no sound as he ran through the halls. That's There was no sound. It was just him running as fast as he could to try and... And he knew. Yeah. He knew what he would find. And um, Steppen went to outside the hall where the waters stood and he died outside the hall.
1: Literally a Japanese ceremony. It was almost
0: a harakiri, yeah. Yeah. He um.
1: That was heartbreaking. He took his own
0: life because he and look, he would have refused Alana's bond. I think that's that's, and I don't think he wanted to refuse that bond. I don't know if he could, and I and that's why he did that.
1: I think he was just he as he wanted to go with. He was awarded to. Kyren, Kareen, he loved her.
0: Romance romance her. between a water and an ice eye. No, loved her common. as a
1: friend. Oh, of course. At, you, don't, you don't... And respected mm, her and... You don't live in
0: each other's minds like that for years without becoming so that so close. You know?
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, not, uh, I wouldn't say romantic love. It was r- love and respect. Respectful love. Yeah,
0: it d- definitely didn't seem like they had a romantic relationship. No, but they really. definitely... W- well, We know that water and ice at eye are closer than husbands and wives and all that oh. because of the bond.
1: You and I are pretty close. Ah, pretty
0: damn close. But, uh, you know, if someone stabs you in the foot, I'm not going to feel it.
1: (laughs) I'll stab you in the foot so you can feel it. Well, then,
0: that's not fair. Uh, So, and then, I've watched this scene three times. And I have cried unashamedly three times. This hurt me. It
1: hurt me too.
0: The pain in Lan's face, the screams of agony. Um, the, the fact
1: that he hit himself so, so hard, hard, he
0: left a bruise mm. on his own chest,
1: and and like way. I'm
0: pretty sure that bruise was probably real. Like I don't think that was makeup. <laughs> the way the way the strength that he was hitting himself with, mm. that, and then you had Moraine start as well, and she started. And it was almost like that... She did it because he couldn't, you know? She was doing it because he... And it was so... Oh, and then poor Nineveh in the background is being, like, super uncomfortable.
1: She's just like, I, obviously, I can't tag my brain. <laughs>
0: yeah, and, um... I think she also was not prepared to see Lan with that amount of emotion because he's a pretty stoic guy.
1: Mm. And, and just uh, say,
0: Moraine's just, face, too. Just, just like, oh. Yeah. It was... Man, this whole scene and the screaming and everything. It just, it was too real. Like, that Mm. was so, Mm. so sad.
1: Um, Was it something that was kind of written on, in the books or was it? Oh, no, this
0: scene is made up.
1: Oh, right.
0: Oh, yeah. And this episode served so many purposes in laying down the foundation for what's to come. Okay, because the bond between an isodie and a water
1: mm-hmm.
0: is an immense, immense part of the story. Mm-hmm. Depending on who's bonding, who, why they're doing it, mm-hmm. the dumbass reasons that people do shit. Looking at you, Alana. Nah. Um. You know, it's it. it look, I I loved this episode. Um. So far, this. Was w- my favourite episode.
1: I loved and hated it. Like
0: Yeah, yeah, but like in terms of like the episode as a whole, it was.
1: It was marvelous. It was
0: beautifully, beautifully shot, amazingly written.
1: Mm.
0: Couple of look, gonna always gonna be a floor or two.
1: Of course, of you can't course. win it all.
0: Like I'm not entirely sure how Grain got out of the ropes. I'm pretty sure she channeled, and then she got a knife off mm-hmm. the ground. Did she pick up the knife that Valda dropped? Yeah. Right, okay. Well, yeah, so, like, little things like that, you know. Um. But, honestly, like, uh, it's, it's, the series is going great. Yeah. Who's the dragon? Don't know. Who's your vote for the dragon at this point?
1: Honestly, I still don't think it's Matt. I think he's still possessed by that goo stuff.
0: So, it's not Matt? No. So, who is it? Who's your dragon? Who did Dragon?
1: The only thing I, person I can think of is Rand.
0: Yeah, didn't you say Night Native at the end of the last episode?
1: Well, yeah, but I don't think it is.
0: You don't think it is?
1: Why would Moraine talk about getting her as a novice if she's the Dragon Reborn? Yeah, true. So,
0: so you, by process of elimination, you're at Rand.
1: Yeah, I'm at Rand now. So. Cause Matt's got goo in his body that's poisoning him. Egwene is not strong enough to be Dragon Reborn. I don't think.
0: Oh, she just pulled out a few weaves all at once there with no training. That's pretty impressive.
1: Could be Egwene, but I don't think it is. Fair enough. I think it's. I think it's a dude. You think it's Rand? I think it's Rand.
0: Could be Elayne.
1: Do you know what? There was one quote that kind of stuck to me, was, I've seen that mountain before. Right. He has never left two rivers, has he?
0: Not to our knowledge, no.
1: It kind of has been hinting at me since I've watched it the first time that he could be the dragon reborn.
0: He's also an I, a human. Is he? Well, that's what Lyle said. I don't think he is.
1: I think his mum fucked one. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> well, I'm happy to confirm that you're right. What? His mum fucked one, not in the way you think. <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> so yeah, that's a that's a long story, full of size.
1: And another it. <laughs> and for
0: another time. So that was blood caused blood. Wow. Wee My God.
1: Can I just say, shout to the people who make the sets up. The, the, all the sets are so beautiful.
0: Now, I am so glad you mentioned this just before we end up. This is a city built by the Ogier. It is supposed to be spectacular. And the intricate detail on all of the pillars, on all of the scenes, Mm. on the archways and everything is, and it's all built from stone. Mm. Because that's the best thing that they, they were good at building stuff from stone. Yeah. So it was really nice to see a real attention to detail
2: Mm.
0: because we've seen the shack for the four kings and stuff like that and how rough that was and then we get this pristine building with these perfectly made floors and mm. walls and stuff.
1: I like the details on the pillars and stuff like that. Yeah. Like the, the pattern and all that kind of stuff. It's just like little details like that. It's just like, it just makes everything seem very real.
0: Yeah. The, the, but they
1: could have just plain columns and stuff like that. And it wouldn't have
0: looked great, yeah. That's right. So the little... The, yeah, the attention to detail matters. 100%.
1: Yeah. So, but, um, yeah, props to set, to the people who do the sets.
0: Yeah, it's, it's very well played. Um, mm.
1: Mm.
0: I, I can't wait to see more of the... Uh, I, honestly, first look at Tarvalon and Dragonmount. Stunning.
2: Mm.
0: Like, that, that backdrop of, of, of Dragonmount behind Tarvalon, mm. because the geographical location... Um, plays a really important role in itself, like the fact that Tarvalon is on an island, you know, and has two mm. rivers going around the outside, and then there's this huge mountain off to the side. That's all. Mm. It's all very important as things go forward.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: All, all right, right. Well, on that bombshell, uh, I cannot wait until next week. Next week. Another episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm... We're,
1: we're going to try and get our our things out on Sundays. It's just that we've had a busy last couple of weeks and we've been pretty tired on Sunday, so we've just been taking time to actually spend time with... With well, we did, we
0: did do an early Christmas too, so that threw yeah, us back a bit. Yeah,
1: so threw us back a bit. But we're going to try and release our chapters out on Mondays. Yeah, on well,
0: yeah, we, we're trying to get to it as, as fast as we can, but it is difficult sometimes. Silly
1: season, guys. Silly yeah. season.
0: So, having a quick think where we're at. I'm thinking next episode we might get more on what's happening with Matt. Mm-hmm. Um, we may even get an explanation and potentially a new story thread.
1: I'm just hoping that Egwene and Perrin fucking make it to they Yeah,
0: not, not sure where they're going to go. Um, they've already done the Kalein grass, so their next port of call should be possibly the statue of Arta Hawking. No, no, we've done that. That was pre-children, so now they've been, they've seen the children, so... Uh, I'm not sure where we go next for those two. Maybe maybe they do make it to Tarvalon, but I don't recall.
1: I would like to see them at Tarvalon.
0: But then as soon as they hit Tarvalon, we're off again. Oh, fuck. Yeah, no, we're not staying in Tarvalon. There's too much shit going on.
1: Nah.
0: Or they may not also. St- I don't know. It's all very confusing at this point. Eh. Um. All I want to do is I want to get to the Borderlands at some point so I can see some cool, some cool people up there.
1: Fair enough, and I just want to see how it goes, and honestly, it's really nice to see something that you've loved so much that I can actually uh, get around.
0: Yeah, it's definitely no one piece, huh?
1: Oh my God, that's a slog. Yeah. So, but thank you so much, guys, for being a part of our podcast. Um, we've had some really good responses. Um, feel free to contact us. We do have a link tree, which is on our... Uh, socials, so you can contact us us via email, or via Twitter, or well, yeah,
0: etc. We'll... But, yeah. Yeah. So, alright, thank you all for being here. We will be back with our next episode of Wheel of Time. Ah, oh, god. I, I hope you I hope you guys are all enjoying this as much as we are. I've well, um, been
1: really enjoying doing this.
0: Uh, and yeah, we'd love to have your feedback, guys. Um, if you want to, if you've got a theory, if you're a new watcher, and you haven't uh, figured out who the dragon is, shoot us uh, shoot us, a you, shoot us your theories. I love a, I love a good theory. I love a good discussion. Mm. So uh, yeah guys feel free to hit us up. Uh, and we need to go to bed. Mm. So have a lovely time everybody. Thanks for being here and that's it from Cloudy Wacor today. So catch you later guys. Bye bye.
1: Hi, I hope you like our podcast. You can find us on social media on Twitter at cloudywacor that is w-a-c-o-r you can also find us on instagram cloudy.wacor and also email us with your thoughts and theories uh, to the cloudy or Cloudy we have uh, so the c-o-u-d-y wacor at gmail.com Uh, We do have some more episodes coming out weekly, and I hope uh, we hear from you guys very soon. Thanks, guys.